Is it a merger, a corporation, a merge of shared interests with two former giants trying to reclaim their space in aviation? We bring you the South African Airways-Kenya Airways partnership. Is it even that? Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Kenya's national carrier, Kenya Airways, recently signed a strategic partnership framework with South African Airways, a key milestone to its co-starting a pan-African airline group by 2023. It is expected that the partnership will improve the financial viability of the two airlines. Derek Nseko, CEO Airspace Africa, joins us for this episode to give us context to this partnership which many have called a merger. And uh, both airlines quickly came out uh, to, to squash uh, that, uh, that interpretation uh, with uh, uh, Kenya Airways saying that uh, this is not a merger, but it's rather uh, both airlines uh, planning to consolidate their assets with a long-term goal of forming a Pan-African airline group. And uh, from the South African side, South African Airways uh, uh, even went on to say uh, that this partnership will not preclude any of the airlines from pursuing any commercial operations with other carriers on the African continent. That really leaves uh, this partnership in a gray area because uh, it's not a merger. Uh, It's certainly not a joint venture. Uh, so uh, it's uh, uh, it's it's very interesting how it will be uh, specifically defined. Is there any precedent for a Pan-African airline partnership? There certainly is. Depends on the business model. Uh, we currently do have a Pan-African airline group in Ethiopian Airlines, which has uh, stakes in uh, various African airlines and is continuing to take up equity in uh, in more African airlines. Even in the past, uh, we've had uh, an airline called Air Africa, which was a Pan-African uh, airline joint venture, actually coming out of West Africa uh, in the 1960s. Uh, it actually sees operation only in 2002 as Air Africa. And, and we've had various versions across the board, even from uh, uh, regional blocks. Uh, we've had East African Airways as well. But uh, just from a Pan-African point of view, uh, it's very interesting what these two airlines are trying to achieve. Is it a solution for their problems? The two airlines have been struggling for the better part of a decade. Is this partnership the magic bullet to their issues? It's very difficult right now because the two airlines are currently in very, very different state. Uh, and uh, what's really interesting as well is that they actually do share history as, 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 as giants of African aviation with South African Airways having been really the largest airline in Africa in the 2000s uh, together with uh, Kenya Airways. And they kind of took on the same, a very similar trajectory uh, after the year 2020, I think, uh, with, with Kenya Airways, uh, the, the the, the downfall really started uh, around 2012 when it started to record its losses. And so that can always around the same time uh, when this uh, era of, of, of CEOs and acting CEOs started. They've had so many. They've had uh, more than 12 CEOs in the past decade. Uh, so uh, they, they really do share a, a, a common history and their challenges are not exactly similar. Uh, but uh, these are two giants of African aviation trying to reclaim their glory days. Now, is this uh, is this uh, a Pan African so called Pan African Airline Group a solution? Uh, well, for now, it is uh, a planned cooperation 
between the two airlines uh, planning to pool resources. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, pulling together of resources, and we can see this from from Ethiopian Airlines' point of view, uh, this airline business is extremely, extremely difficult and uh, uh, achieving scale and uh, reducing unit costs is extremely essential. Uh, so what these, uh, these two airlines are looking at is uh, coming together and sharing services, uh, especially uh, in, in, in route networks and, and consolidating their route networks that will definitely uh, have, have uh, its effects and, and, and from a fleet point of view, and especially in areas like maintenance and repair and overhaul, uh, where uh, coming together and pooling resources definitely uh, reduces uh, costs significantly. So economies of scale are extremely important for an African aviation industry that has not yet really learned uh, its lesson because we are so, so fragmented and we need to work together uh, a little bit more than we are right now. The signs coming out of 2021 are extremely positive as African airlines are, are starting to recognize the importance of, of of working together on a broader scale. I think we can definitely uh, do more. Aside from economies of scale, are there any other advantages to this partnership? Now, the positive that uh, could potentially come out of this uh, partnership uh, could be increased connectivity, uh, especially from some form of network consolidation between the two airlines. Uh, you know, the, these are airlines that uh, are coming from different areas of the African continent, and uh, you know, we have a huge, huge hub at at Oratambo in South Africa, and 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 KQ is is a key strategic point as well in Eastern Africa. But as I said, the, these two airlines are in a completely different state. South African Airways is uh, currently uh, still uh, n- not settled its shareholding uh, after the state announced that a new equity partner will be coming in in the uh, Takato Consortium. Uh, they're reportedly still doing their due diligence. So uh, one would think that if anything significant is going to happen in the near future, and should uh, uh, this new shareholder, who will be a majority shareholder, come in, they will definitely have uh, something to say about any future partnerships. So uh, this story still seems a little bit premature on that part. Uh, Kenya Airways itself has been flirting uh, with uh, renationalization for the past one year. Uh, unfortunately for them, uh, in, in recent weeks, they had to... They had to go back on on such plans as uh, it looks like uh, any attempts to to renationalize the airline are dead in the water. Uh, lawmakers have not really taken up to it as well as the general public. So the future is still very unclear on that part for Kenya Airways, who are still dealing with huge, huge debt uh, after recording the worst uh, debt ever in the corporate history of Kenya last year, uh, coming from Kenya Airways itself. Uh, so uh, some, for some people, this might be two struggling airlines trying to come together to save themselves. And it, it really looks like uh, two blind people trying to lead each other. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's going to be very, very interesting uh, to see. Uh, but both airlines are really not yet in a healthy state. That was Derek Nseko, CEO, Space Africa. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The heads of state of ECOWAS have imposed strict sanctions on Mali for its failure to hold elections by the end of February of 2022. 
The sanctions are the closure of all borders, crossings and airline links between Mali and the other countries in ECOWAS, suspension of all trade except for medicine and essential consumer goods as fuel and electricity, the freezing of Mali's assets at the regional central bank, the BCEAO, the suspension of aid and investment flows through the region's development banks and the recalling of ambassadors of ECOWAS countries to Mali. The sanctions are effective immediately and will only be lifted, ECOWAS says, progressively after the finalization of an acceptable and agreed calendar. The harsh punishments meted out by the regional chiefs are a reaction to the proposal by Mali's military government that it remains in charge for the next five years. The Nigerian private sector ended 2021 on a high note with Stanbic Bank Purchasing Managers Index, the PMI, rising from 55.0 in November to 56.4 in December. The private sector continued to build momentum, with the latest reading marking 18 consecutive months above the 50-point threshold. This strong performance was driven primarily by an uptick in new orders, with the latter component increasing by its quickest pace in over two years. Output rose in all four major sectors, with manufacturing outperforming wholesale and retail services and agriculture. Firms ascribe these improvements to rebounding domestic and international demand. Despite the quickening pace of new orders and rising output, firms added to their headcount at the lowest pace in nearly a year. Additionally, both cost inflation and output price inflation continue to rise in December. These increases were driven by higher fuel and raw material prices, as well as unfavorable exchange rate movements. Tanzania's annual inflation rate rose 4.2% in December of 2021 from 4.1% in the previous month. It's the highest inflation rate since November of 2017, mainly due to higher prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, transport, housing and utilities, clothing and footwear, and restaurants and hotels. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.8% after a 0.5% uptick in the previous month. And a look at our markets. On the Rwanda Stock Exchange, the trading session recorded a total turnover of 414,000 Rwanda francs worth of bonds traded in one deal on the fixed income market, while the equities market remained quiet. The RSI and all shares index remained constant to close at 101.57 and 145.30 respectively. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadon.